In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. These words again from the Gospel reading. And Jesus said to Bartimaeus, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately the blind man recovered his sight and followed Jesus on the way. My wife and I are movie buffs. We watch a wide variety of films. I must admit, though, that we are also the kind of people who enjoy the movie that has a message or a plot that has some kind of an ending, but not necessarily a happily ever after one. In one sense, the stories of the Bible are like movies. Some of them have complete endings, others do not. Time and time again, we read of people being healed by Jesus, never to come upon those same people again. Blind Bartimaeus in the Gospel reading is a good example of what I'm talking about. Jesus healed his blindness, and Bartimaeus followed Jesus on the way. That's all that we know. Nothing more about a new life for him or what he did to serve his healer or his Lord after that. But maybe that's good. Sometimes happy ending stories can be more troublesome than open-ended ones. That's because you and I know too many people within the community of faith and perhaps even here at this seminary for whom happiness and living a whole and a good life do not represent the end of the story. I wonder if at times happy endings can also cause us to forget that we need to rely solely on the grace of God or that we in the church in this place are really living out our lives on this side of the happily ever after, in other words, heaven. Perhaps we will see that more clearly as we take a closer look at this story of Jesus healing blind Bartimaeus. It's hard to misplace or miss the placement of this gospel lesson in the timeline of Jesus' life. Just before this, Mark tells us that Jesus had offered yet another prediction of his passion, his third to be exact. And what did his disciples do? Instead of offering Jesus support, two of those disciples, James and John, began to argue about who gets to sit at the right hand of, God, of Jesus in the kingdom of God. And it's immediately after the story of our text that Mark moves to Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem on the first Palm Sunday. The story of blind Bartimaeus actually stands on its own. Let's look at it again. Bartimaeus sits along the side of the road leading out of Jericho to Jerusalem. As he gets wind of the fact that Jesus is about to pass by, Bartimaeus cries out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And what does Jesus do? He stands still. The blind man's need and his cry for help caused Jesus to stop in his tracks. 
and only at Jesus' command did his disciples tell the man to come and stand before Jesus. As Mark tells it, the blind man's reaction was energetic. He tosses off his cloak, probably jumps up, and almost runs to Jesus. Jesus then asked Bartimaeus what he needed, and the man simply said, Rabbi, let me see again. And Jesus, he said, go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately the man recovered his sight and followed Jesus on the way. Do you catch the irony of this story? Look at the contrast between the way the disciples treated Jesus versus this blind man. In his confrontation with James and John, Jesus had a serious communication problem with them, a problem about their status. They could see Jesus only in terms of the values of their culture. They were blind in a spiritual sense, every bit as much as Bartimaeus was physically. Again, the irony of it all. Jesus here is preparing to enter Jerusalem, walking toward his passion and death, accompanied by a blind man who sees the way of Jesus. And his seeing disciples, they could not see. They were blind to everything but their own need. And look at how the people around Jesus reacted. Mark records that many in the crowd rebuked Bartimaeus, telling him to be silent. Now here the temptation for us is to try to find our place in this story. Here we could easily find ourselves in the crowd around Jesus, annoyed by the needs of the world around us. I'm even tempted to suggest that we sit next to Bartimaeus and cry out for healing. Or maybe it would be better for us to sit with the Gospel writer Mark and get involved in the ongoing struggle of trying with the disciples to fully understand the teaching of Jesus and the heartbreaking experience of watching his walk to the cross. Maybe that would be good. Maybe it would help us see how we at times see others and their needs without really seeing them. In other words, allow our concerns about ourselves to blind us to one another's needs. Jesus healed Bartimaeus because he saw his needs and had compassion on him. He saw the uniqueness in Bartimaeus that required a special act of grace, and he gave him that grace. And believe it or not, there is a happy ending to this gospel story. A blind beggar is made a model of faith, given sight, and made a disciple. But that's also what happens to us. God's action of love in Christ's death and resurrection gives us faith and sight and makes us his disciples. It gives us the capacity to see others and their needs. Yes, meeting our Lord as did Bartimaeus changes our limited vision, opens our eyes, and starts us off following in Jesus' way. 
So who among us can truly see? Who among us needs a miracle? And who among us is able to pray appropriately for that miracle to take place? Those of us who living on this side of the happily ever after follow Jesus on his, not our way. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.